it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It is time for your first SmackDown study of December. It is uh, December 3rd. We are less we are less than a month. By the time people here listen to this, we will be one month away from Wrestle Kingdom for those fans over in New Japan. I know my buddy Sam is all jazzed up about it. So we will see what happens in one month's time when it comes to New Japan. But for SmackDown tonight, we are rolling ahead towards day one because for the first time in a very long time, we're not going to have a pay-per-view during a month of the year. Always seems to be, especially lately, where there's always a pay-per-view. Sometimes do <laughs> in a month when it comes to WWE, but... Not having one in December, but two in January. It's a little interesting, but we'll see what happens. Tonight, kicking things off, we had the return of the beast, Brock Lesnar. And Brock getting ready to challenge Roman for that Universal Championship. But first, he has to contend with Sami Zayn, who decided during Brock's entrance that he wanted to have something to say. And I'm like, oh, God. All right, so Sami's got a death wish going on tonight. That's all good and fine. But um, Brock being Brock um, <laughs> essentially was like, I have no idea who you are. Please, you know, apologize for my ignorance. But you're a fan? <laughs> I, I couldn't help but laugh at that. Um, Sammy then decided to make a mistake. <laughs> he decided he didn't want to listen to Brock Lesnar. Brock was saying, you should challenge Roman tonight for the title. And, you know, not wait till day one. Sammy, you know, was like, no, I don't really want to do that. And Brock's like, you really should. Like, getting all up in his face. All in the personal space. Not giving him any chance to really back away. <laughs> but 
Sammy eventually reneges and says that he'll do it. So Brock sends him to the back so that he can go talk to Adam Pierce or Sony Deville and tell him, all right, fine. I want to challenge Roman tonight for the title. Yeah, we'll 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 see, you know, how that goes. <laughs> uh, a little bit later, he does end up finding Sony Deville. And while he's trying to weasel his way out of it, Rock shows up yet again. And Sonya's like, you know what? That sounds like a good idea. So we will have ourselves a universal title match. And Brock Lesnar then asks, hey, can I get the winner at day one? And Sonya's like, sure. So (laughs) Brock wins. Sammy, well, we'll get to that in a little bit. But our first in-ring action of the night Sasha Banks taking on Shayna Baszler and Sasha getting the win here. Another good match between these two. I know people are a little upset because Shayna is such a dominant, dominant heel. But yet she gets stuck in, you know, these types of feuds because this is clearly going off of what's been happening with uh, Sonya and Naomi. And Sasha getting involved, and Shayna's essentially been her, you know, her, not necessarily the accomplice, but her her heavy, <laughs> doing all the heavy lifting for her. Um, but Sasha able to get the victory here. Uh, during the match, or I should say, during before the match started, uh, they were showing, like, a, a vignette of Shayna, and they showed both her attacks on... Nia Jax and Eva Marie and Pat McAfee called them future endeavors kicks on the stairs and I'm like oh Christ okay we went there <laughs> um, but it was a good match um, Sasha outsmarting Shane at the end to get the victory um, we then moved on to another lovely episode of Happy Talk <laughs> with Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss they were quickly and thankfully interrupted by both Drew McIntyre and Jeff Hardy and chased them away. Um, Drew and Jeff then put on some fedoras and danced for the crowd, and I thought the crowd was going to go insane. But, you know, it is what it is. We finally then got debut news for Zia Lee. She will be debuting next week on SmackDown. Now, it's funny because on Raw, I had tried to figure out, like, who would debut first? Would it be Zia Lee or would it be Veer? But it looks like the winner is going to be Zia Lee. So I'm very excited to see what the protector has to offer SmackDown. After that... We ended up having tag team actions as the Viking Raiders took on Los Lotharios. Um, the Viking Raiders actually looked like they had this match in hand. And then Los Lotharios tried to cheat and they were distracted by Boogs and Nakamura. Boogs coming out, doing some more riffs. And it unfortunately also caught the Viking Raiders' attention. They ended up getting rolled up and lost. So Los Lotharios get the win. They scurry away. Viking Raiders end up getting out of the ring and coming up to 
Nakamura and Boogs. And then Boogs, like at the last second, starts jamming out to the Viking Raiders theme, new theme song. And the Viking Raiders are like, okay, we're cool. <laughs> so it was an interesting segment. Um, but you really can't get upset with Boogs. And obviously, Nakamura going crazy and Pat McAfee jumping on his chair. It's just, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's good entertainment. After that, we moved on to more singles action as it was our king, Xavier Woods, taking on main event Jey Uso. But the king did not come alone. He had himself a surprise for the Usos. It was the hand of the king. Kofi Kingston has returned from injury and tried to help out his boy. But Jimmy, unfortunately, getting involved during this match, causing the disqualification. But Kofi and Xavier both make the Usos pay. They then decide that they will be eventually challenging the Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. So that way they can once again become your WWE SmackDown Tag Team Champions. So... We shall see. I have absolutely no problem seeing Usos in the New Day duke it out for the tag titles yet again. Because years ago, oh my god. (laughs) So we'll see. Up next, we had the saga between Charlotte and Tony Storm continue. Charlotte eventually stating that she has no intention of defending her title versus Tony Storm. They revisited the pie incident last week and well, while while uh Charlotte was not exactly paying attention, Tony Storm waits for Charlotte and hits her with her own pie in the eye. I guess. <laughs> But we were left with Charlotte with a face full of pie. And yeah. So I've noticed a lot of people are complaining about this feud. They're saying everything rotates around pie. The pie is just there. It's a it's a tool. It's it's a red herring, really, honestly. This whole thing is about Tony Storm making a name for herself. Obviously, at Charlotte's expense. And Charlotte obviously being a little weary about losing her, you know, her status as being the top women's wrestler. As as we all know, or those of you who paid attention to NXT and NXT UK, Tony Storm can go. And Charlotte probably knows this and wants to do everything in her power to keep her down. So we'll see what happens. I, for one, just like the fact that uh, Tony Storm's on television and in a feud uh, with the champion. Can't really complain about that. Pie or not, it doesn't matter. I think it's great. After that, we had a match that was near and dear to my heart. It was Cesaro versus Sheamus. The bar going at it once again. Um, The emotions are at all-time high during this match. At multiple times, you know, they they would trash talk to one another. 
and Cesaro screamed at Sheamus at one point, you were like a brother to me and just absolutely destroyed him with the clothesline and double stomp. But Sheamus ends up hitting the bro kick, gets the win. But I want another best of seven. I want the bar 2.0. I want everything back. I love them together so much. I'm glad they're on the same show because I know how close they are in your life. Uh, but the fact that they get to do these matches again, it's fantastic. And it makes me very happy. So before we get to the main event, we finally get something that I've been waiting for. Honestly, I wanted to see this happen for a while. We're finally going to get Sonya Deville versus Naomi. Naomi came up to Sonya in her office once again and asked, hey, are you ever going to accept my challenge? Is this going to happen? Sonya's like, sure, I'll give you a match when, you know, I'm out of these clothes and in my wrestling gear. And, you know, until then, I'm your boss and I'm a WWE official. Then after right after that, she slaps Naomi across the face, hit her so hard, knocked her earrings out. (laughs) <laughs> and then accepts the challenge in that match, which I kind of hoped would be at day one, is actually going to be happening next week on SmackDown. So, should be interesting. I'm hoping they'll give them some time to, to actually wrestle. Um, it'll be really interesting seeing Sonya back in her wrestling gear after so long. But I'm glad that this match is finally happening. Now, the main event itself, Sami Zayn with Brock Lesnar, because Brock's Brock's going to be out there, taking on Roman Reigns. Unfortunately, Sami, being Sami, puts his foot in his mouth and then takes a trip to Suplex City. Of course, while this is, you know, while all that's happening, once Brock is done, delivers a couple F5s along with uh, a few suplexes, literally props up Sammy in the corner, and we go to break. (laughs) We come back from break. Roman's theme hits. Roman takes his five minutes to walk down to the ring. Now, at this point, it's, I think, 9.56, and the show ends at, like, 9.57, 9.58. never ends at 10. It always ends a little before. So I'm like... This is going to be a 30-second match, if that. (laughs) So as Roman's making his entrance into the ring with the Usos, Sammy's literally passed out on the side. He's fallen off the the corner, and he's literally just laying there. (laughs) The Usos go and prop him back up. The ref hits the bell. Roman spears and then drops the guillotine. And Sammy immediately tabs out. This match was literally less than 15 seconds. And while I feel bad for Sammy here, it makes sense. Sammy's one of those heels that can just get destroyed and will bounce back and and be fine. This also will just continue to fuel the whole controversy thing that he's been running with forever. (laughs) So it is what it is. Overall, a good episode of SmackDown. But I'm not going to lie. I think I actually enjoyed Raw more this week. And looking forward to next week, we got ourselves a steel cage match between Big E and Kevin Owens. Whoo.
we're stacking the deck here with 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 Monday Night Raw, and I'm loving that. So this has been a super quick SmackDown study tonight, guys. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we appreciate you. If you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube as Above the Ring as well. You can find myself pretty much everywhere at Scotty J Stream, and you can find this podcast on basically every podcasting platform that is out there. If by chance you're listening to one that we're not a part of, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. That way you can do all your one-stop podcast shopping and add a little bedlam to your day from Above the Ring. As for the rest of the internet, if you guys are at certain places that you frequent often and we're not a part of it, let us know. Again, we'll add ourselves to it. We'll open up the community to everybody so that everybody can read from the Book of Bedlam and rejoice with all the good shit that's happening. (laughs) Guys, once again, thank you so much for listening. Most importantly, though, please don't forget to ship it and join the Bedlam. Have a wonderful weekend. War Games, Sunday night. Have a good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.